ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Very nice. The only other thing I could say is that it was very, very nice, or maybe very, 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 very nice. Um, I don't think that we're going to hold the Divnamos festival anymore. I think it's going to be the last one. Well, the uh, the place there is too small. We have to go to a bigger place. <laughs> there are over two thousand five hundred registered devotees, and probably a total of more than three thousand. So we have to go to a bigger facility. We have to get some some place in the south. Definitely, we're not going to do it in Mormons. That's for sure. <laughs> Should be somewhere a little warm and with a very big hall. So the, the, for dancing, there wasn't so much move, room for moving backwards and forwards. There's only up and down. Uh, see if I can remember the names of all the sannyasis present. I have very good memory. Sure. All right, let's start now. Well, uh, there was Jayabitaka Maharaj. Gopal Krishnaraj was supposed to come, but the flights from India were cancelled. Indrajimna Maharaj came for the first time. He came to the autumn festival in Divnamos. He just came uh, briefly. He came from Los Angeles, and then just after a short rest, he, he led uh, one of his kirtans. I mean, we didn't really have any very uh, mellow kirtans. The only uh, full full energy kirtan and every day was more energetic than the next it must have been something special in the prasadam because you know how i mean for the young men 20 years old we can understand but all us are old men how are oh we had maha kirtan every morning and the first morning loknath maharaj led it and we thought that was a pretty lively kirtan And the next morning, Pravishu Maharaj came in and uh, mm. was more lively. And then uh, the next morning, Indrajimna Maharaj led the kirtan. And after about one hour, we were all finished. You know, he usually leads kind, of, a fairly mellow kind of kirtan, right? Not this time. time. So okay. after about an hour, we were all uh, looking for our wheelchairs. And uh, then he just—that's that, when he started going. So you can imagine. Mm. Then, uh, then the next morning. Niranjan Maharaj led the kirtan, and it was going along quite energetically when uh, Bhaktivedanta Maharaj took over. Actually, he was on crutches, crutches, you know. Uh -huh. But uh, somehow or other, he uh, he threw away his crutches and cooked up the kirtan, and then uh, he turned it over to Jayabhataka Maharaj, and then it finished off with Lokanath Maharaj. So uh, yeah. You know, if I look tired, I have a good excuse. Transcendentally, ecstatically, okay. worn out. Then uh, Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj was there. Devamrit Maharaj was there. Goswami Maharaj. Let me see now. Niranjan Maharaj. I already said his name. Uh, Purnachandra Prabhu was there. Jai Madhav, another Prabhupada disciple. Jai sure, there were sannyasis, but uh, like I said. Harishwari Prabhu, yes. Goswami Maharaj means Bhakti Vigyan Goswami Maharaj. Govinda Maharaj, uh, we we felt his presence in 
separation. So lots of, uh, well, kirtans, lots of seminars, the only th- uh, lots of prasadam, lots of ecstasy. And the only thing there wasn't a lot of was an, a lot of space. So you have to find a big hall. They have some big stadiums in Moscow, right? Russia, yeah, they have dynamo. And how many people fit in that stadium? 50,000 maybe? No? 100,000. So have the festival there next year? <laughs> Let's see. Well, every day we have a festival, actually. Yeah. Singing and dancing. Oh, I should tell you, uh, devotees, they were, there were some devotees there from Vladivostok, um, from uh, Barnaul, Omsk, uh, Novosibirsk also. Um, one devotee came to me, he told me he's from Murmansk Oblost, but it's a, it's a small town, there are no roads, the only way you can come is by flying, by helicopter. And uh, his company pays for him to leave every two years, otherwise he can't afford to come. So his relatives in Volgograd are devotees, so that's where he found out about devotional service. There were also 12 devotees there from Israel, Russian devotees. That was a very nice festival. Jai Hari All right, so let's read today's verse. You'll probably see all the photos and videos and... Is it? After a few days and all no. of them. The devotees, they were coming down on one train from Moscow. There were 120 devotees in the train. So, uh, you know, some of the stations, they stop for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like this. So, uh, at the stations where there were long stops, they all got out on the platform, did Maha Kirtan. <laughs> so, in this way, they did uh, every town and village preaching. There was an initiation ceremony, I think, about... Uh, uh, well, I don't know how many Indra Jimna Maharaj initiated. He initiated one day before. But at the ceremony I was present in, I think about 70 devotees got initiated. So that's nice. Our family is expanding. Most of the initiates, uh, about 40, 42, were from Niranjan Maharaj. He told me he was doing small initiation seminars wherever he was traveling around, so he thought there would be no one left for Divnamos, but then he found there was still 42. All right, so today's verse. Today is, uh, we're reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, text 11. Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter 10, text 11. Translation and commentary by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, founder Acharya Viscon. This is one of the uh, four of the, this is the fourth of the four verses which are considered to be the essence of Bhagavad Gita. Teshame vanu kampartam maham agyana jantamaha nashyami atma bhavastho jnana deepena bhasvatha. All right, um, so to understand this verse, you have to read the previous verse because it's, it says it's in opposition to the previous verse. So read the previous verse. Mm-hmm. Then read today's verse again. All right. Here, Krishna is speaking about special mercy. He's talking about knowledge attained by his mercy. How can we get knowledge? 
we should study is the way to get knowledge, isn't it? There's no other way to get knowledge. Why are the children sent to school? Why don't the parents just let them play? Because simply by playing you cannot get knowledge. You have to study to get knowledge. There's a story in the Mahabharata of one Brahmana who performed severe austerities for many years in an attempt to get knowledge. But even though he performed severe austerities for many years, he didn't get knowledge because that's not the way to get knowledge. If, if you want to get knowledge, we have to study. Now, uh, to attain knowledge, study is required, but not only study. One also has to be favored by a worthy teacher, especially if the subject is more complex. Just like, for instance, to understand mathematics, to make progress in understanding mathematics, you can see it written in a book, but to understand the concepts, because they're quite complex, you need to have them also explained to you. Who here has, you all studied calculus? Do you, did, did you, any of you study calculus? Calculus, they must, it's a branch of mathematics, it's used in mathematics. Calculus, geometry, trigonometry, calculus. You know what that is. He studied mathematics. No, uh, yes. Anyway, um, do you think you could study trigonometry if you had no knowledge of it, you knew basic arithmetic? Um, do you think you could have understood that without the help of a teacher? Reading sure. it in a book? It need, because it involves uh, com somewhat complex concepts, then it needs to be explained. So, uh, to understand, study is required, but we also need to be guided in our study by someone who knows. So, mercy is also required. Now, here, Krishna says, special mercy. There are various words in Sanskrit for mercy. Who knows some of the words? Prasad, Kripa, Karuna, these are all similar words. Odaya? Not exactly, no. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Similar, yeah. Then, uh, Doya, we had this one. Uh, Anugraha is a similar word, not exactly the same. Anugraha. Karuna. Karuna was said. Here, one word is used, Anukampa. That's not such a common word. So, uh, Prabhupada translates this as special mercy. Now, mercy is always special. Uh, mercy mean really the meaning of mercy is that which is, when we say causeless mercy, that means that it's just being given out of the goodness of the person who's given it, giving it. According to the path of karma, we get what we deserve. Whatever you do, you get a reaction. But mercy means that you get something better than you deserve. Now, here Krishna says that to his devotees, those who are very sincere devotees, who are always serving him with love, he gives them knowledge. Prabhupada explains that even if someone is not a very great intellectual scholar, he can also be a perfect devotee. He can also have perfect knowledge of God, even without performing very a deep formal study, because Krishna enlightens such a devotee from within the heart. 
Now, what is the nature of that knowledge that Krishna is speaking about? Knowledge can be considered in two categories. One is quantitative, and that means to know many things. And uh, to know many things and or, or to understand uh, many things about a particular topic. And within quantitative knowledge, we can also consider even to have a deep understanding of a particular topic, deep theoretical understanding. For instance, uh, I saw one book written in English by an American scholar which gave uh, a very thorough overview of the philosophy of the Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya. And this scholar had obviously uh, understood the philosophical concepts and was able to explain them. But it was only theoretical understanding. So qualitative understanding means to really enter into the understanding. That means realization. So the scholar could describe the Sri Vaishnava, the essential Sri Vaishnava principle of prapatti or self-surrender, and what are the different uh, symptoms, and uh, what are the different symptoms, and what are the different uh, manifestations of prapatti. And uh, quite likely, in many ways, he could explain it better than most Sri Vaishnavas. But there was no realization, because no love. He was a scholar, a scholar at the university. So you see some scholars, they study the mating habits of butterflies in the Amazon jungle. Some study uh, electronic systems for intercontinental missiles. Some study the... Uh, social development of aboriginal societies as they come in contact with modern societies. Some study postage stamps. Even in England now, there's at Liverpool University, there's a department of football studies. <laughs> so as scholars, they study this and they study that and they study so many different things. <laughs> So some of them study Vaishnavism, and they're good scholars, but they're not devotees. They no love for Krishna. So Krishna doesn't enlighten them with actual knowledge within their heart. But to a devotee who is sincerely trying to serve Krishna, Krishna blesses him with realization. And what is that realization? I am the eternal servant of Krishna. And he actually reciprocates with Krishna in that relationship. And as that realization develops, then all the ignorance of identification with the body is driven out by Krishna's grace. That's why Prabhupada always used to emphasize that actually Krishna consciousness is a very simple process. We have so much philosophy. If you see people can write big, big books about butterflies, then how much is there to speak about the absolute truth, Krishna? Just uh, last night, it was the last day of the festival, I was being interviewed by this, uh, what's that called, Vaishnavsky Journal or something yeah. here from yeah. Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. So they were saying, oh, we, we, we gained so, there's so much knowledge we learned at this festival. You know, they're asking me to make some comment. Uh, so I was saying, well, don't think that you just have to listen to all the tapes and then fill up your brain with it and then you'll become Krishna conscious. The hearing about Krishna is important. It is essential, not just important. But uh, at the same time, we should realize that knowledge about Krishna is unlimited. And 
Krishna conscious again is not to be attained simply by becoming a bookworm. Do you have that saying in Russian? Bookworm. It's in every in Bali also. They say yeah. boypoka. They spend all they live in a book, <laughs> crawl in and out of it, and they literally digest its contents. But the most they could, the most they could attain by that is that they might turn into a butterfly and get studied by a scholar. <laughs> but they don't understand the subject matter of the book. So we should always remember that although the uh, subject matter of Krishna consciousness is vast and unlimited, Krishna consciousness is basically a very simple process. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said about the chanting of the holy names, Simply by this chanting, everyone can attain all perfection. As Prabhupada said in that famous tape which we've at least they play it often in English, and I've heard it, uh, you know, I don't know how many times, so many times you've heard it, where he's, there's the famous tape of Prabhupada chanting Hare Krishna, then he comments on the Hare Krishna mantra. Prabhupada says that no previous qualification is required to take part in this chanting. Even a child can take part in this chanting, Prabhupada said, and even a dog can take part in this chanting. <laughs> Well, we haven't seen so many examples, but there are examples of dogs that like to join in the kirtan. But Prabhupada is making the point that to satisfy Krishna is very easy. As Prabhupada described, to go to hell, it actually takes quite a lot of effort. You see, in modern society, they make big, big slaughterhouses, very complicated, and then big uh, breweries and refineries, as we were driving somewhere in South Russia. I would drive from Nalchik to Prahalad Noi. You've heard of those places, surely. Pra- There's a town in South Russia called Prahalad Noi. It's even spelled P-R-O-H. L-A-D-N-O-I. There's a train station there. Yeah. Prahalad Noi. It's a nice name. <laughs> so we saw a big, we saw a big new building like a palace. So I'm wondering who had enough money to build such a big building like that. So then he explained to me it's a vodka works. <laughs> so you have to maintain you have to maintain the uh, honorable Russian traditions. We want to change those traditions. Anyway, uh, you see there's a very big complex for making vodka. Slaughterhouses, uh, refineries, and big gambling casinos, and... Uh, so many arrangements for illicit sex, brothels. So in, in modern society especially, they have very big complex arrangements so that people can go to hell. But to satisfy Krishna is very easy. It's actually much easier than going to hell. All you have to do is chant Hare Krishna and offer a flower to Krishna. So we should always remember that actually Krishna consciousness is very simple and not necessarily, not unnecessarily make it, try to make it too complicated. And although uh, certainly we should try to understand knowledge of Krishna, that is very important, we should always remember that the essence of Krishna Krishna consciousness is not simply to become a big scholar, but Jive Doya Nama Ruche Vaishnav Shaivan Iha Boy Dharma Nahi Shuna Shanatan. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami. The, that the three essential principles in Krishna consciousness are um, mercy to the living beings, 
taste for the holy name and serving the Vaishnavas. These are required to get the mercy of Krishna. Ultimately, we need the mercy of Krishna. We are chanting. What are we chanting? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So this Mahamantra is the names of Krishna is therefore unlimited and therefore the Mahamantra has unlimited meanings. But the most basic meaning that Prabhupada always taught was, O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. It's simply begging for the mercy of Krishna to engage us in his service. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Suppose that Madhya Hikari has systematic knowledge, then one can take Madhya Hikari without having systematic knowledge. Systematic knowledge means that, in other words, you're suggesting that one has to study. Well, today in the class I was emphasizing the uh, the need to get Krishna's mercy and not to rely just just to think that Krishna consciousness is an academic process. Uh, but uh, all instructions should be understood in context with all other instructions in Krishna consciousness. So we shouldn't take it that um, by hearing this class that then there's no use to study and we should stop studying. But rather, I was addressing the point that we need to get the mercy of Krishna, which is ultimately more important than our own endeavors. And that doesn't mean that I was saying we should stop studying. Um, can a addresses in the purport? He says that uh, beginning from there are very very learned scholars who have put forward the philosophy of devotees. Okay, that's the end of the paragraph. Yeah. So, uh, he would say that if one is sincere, even if he's not very much inclined to study, he can have full knowledge by the grace of Krishna. I mean, you've probably heard the name of Jayananda Prabhu, one of Prabhupada's disciples, uh, who was no fool. He was, you know, he was uh, qualified from, with, from the university. But he just used to work very hard doing manual service in Krishna consciousness. Um, and if he... Even when Prabhupada was present, he didn't come much to Prabhupada's lectures, actually. But he would always be working hard, doing some service. And sometimes, even if he came to Prabhupada's lectures, then within five minutes he'd fall asleep. Because he was always the first to rise and the last to take rest, and he was always physically working all day. And he was older than the other devotees, too. He was old, quite old physically. So usually if Prabhupada saw someone falling asleep in the class, he would chastise them. If he saw Jayananda, he wouldn't chastise him. And generally, Jayananda Prabhu wouldn't give classes himself because he thought he was less qualified. He would say, let the other devotees give class. I'm not so qualified. But if he did give classes, then it was so wonderful because it was so much realization and so sincere. So there's examples. I mean, he also, he'd read Prabhupada's books, but he wasn't what you... Uh, and he was, he was intelligent, but he was so much absorbed in practically serving Krishna that he might not have been able to quote as many shlokas as other devotees, but uh, his realization was very, very deep and Prabhupada appreciated that. Jai Hare Krishna. Well, as I was saying, Krishna consciousness is very simple. You just have to chant Hare Krishna. Prabhupada used to say, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. And as we all know, to keep us happy, 
It also helps to take prasadam. I also know very well. I was waiting at mid... Uh, we came late because we were traveling and I was waiting for Loganath Maharaj so we could take prasad together. So I told Maharaj that I, I, we want to defeat the Shunyavadis, those who believe that everything is nothing. <laughs> so I said, I can't tolerate this Shunyavad anymore. <laughs> I told I have a big, I have a big Shunya in my stomach. Oh, yeah, I want to defeat it immediately. But then uh, I defeated it so thoroughly that if I wasn't giving this class, I'd be, uh, you know, in a, in a horizontal position now. <laughs> So, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Damianti brought this? Is it? Thank you very much. Who knows who Damianti is? In Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes? Uh, Sister of Raghav Pandit. And between them they were always making so much prasad for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Okay.